Welcome to the Storyline Podcast, where we are talking to global leaders about God's global mission. Welcome to the Storyline Podcast. My name is Kirby. Really glad that you joined us for today's episode. It is going to be so amazing for you to listen in on this conversation between Austin Gillis, who is one of our Storyline staff who serves down in Latin America. He has an incredible conversation with a woman named Karen. Karen is from El Salvador. Uh, What an incredible story to hear Karen talk about becoming a servant and how she really understood that as she got to know the greatest servant of them all, Jesus Christ, she became a servant. And she understood that the more she got to know God, the more she fell in love with his mission. Uh, She's an advocate for missions and for missions mobilization. You just wouldn't believe what God is doing through the El Salvadorian church, not only to reach people in El Salvador, uh, but also they've already begun the process of sending missionaries all over the world. Let's get started. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Austin here. I'm in uh, San Salvador, El Salvador, with a good friend of mine, Karen. Uh, she's been a missionary for a good while. I've known her for the past two and a half years, and we've come to come to become really good friends. So, uh, Karen, why don't you just say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. And uh, let's just jump right in. Karen, uh, I really want to hear your story and what it's like being a missionary in El Salvador. So why don't we just start with your story and and how you came to faith. I grew up in a Christian family. So my parents were always involved in missions and in the church. So when I was around four years old, uh, we were in a evangelism uh, conference kind of for kids. So my mom was learning how to share the gospel with kids and I was in the back of the room and I was staring at all the things they were teaching. And then when we got home, I asked my mom, mom, what was all that about? And I remember a hand with Bible verses in every finger. And then she started explaining me what, um, what to be a Christian was, like how to give your life to the Lord. And then that day in, in our house, I was standing in front of her and she asked me if I wanted to accept Christ in, in my heart and then um, we did, uh, we, I did, right, and we prayed together, and so I grew up going to church and stuff like that, but I think as a normal Christian uh, kid that grew up in church, I had my rebellious time in teenage years. I think we all have, so that's okay, that's okay. Yes. So I think um, it's kind of the rule, or I don't know, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it was a very good time for me to get to see that I wasn't missing anything outside Christian life. And for me to really commit myself to the Lord and to serve Him. So at age um, 18, I really, I think that was the time when when I um, kind of uh, rededicated my life to God. Like like seriously follow Him and, and, and do all this I'm doing for Him just out of love for him. So that was kind of my, my um, really time to, to giving my life to the Lord. So it was ups and downs, but yeah. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a really cool story. That's actually really similar to my story of how I came to faith. And one of the, the cool things that I heard you say was 
that you've realized you weren't missing anything. And I think that uh, here in El Salvador, but also in the United States, that's often uh, the idea that, that people have, that I, I will be missing out on something. But I know we've talked about this before, but just that being a Christian is truly living life to the fullest. And that that's what Jesus calls us to and promises, that he will give us life and give it to the fullest. Uh, so that's really awesome. So uh, from the from the time that you rededicated your life at, at 18 to now, what is what has been going on in your life? How it how have you become uh, a full time missionary? What does that process look like? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> as I mentioned before, I was a Christian kid, so um, I was going on mission since I uh, I've been going to mission since I was seven years old. So I started a very started at a very young age. And my parents took me to Guatemala, to Nicaragua, to Honduras, all our countries are, uh, surrounding El Salvador, right? Mm. So I was doing some evangelism there. But at 18, I was in, in quite a low point in my life. And uh, I was talking to my mom that she's been a very great support in my Christian and missionary life, both of my parents. But in that time, I was talking to my mom and I said, Mom, I don't know what to do with my life. I think I was at that point in life where you don't know what to do. Yeah. And then she told me, well, Karen, you have always had in your heart to serve God. Yeah. Because even though I was not maybe living a double life, I don't know how to yeah. call it, um, in my heart, I always had the, the love for God. And I think that was something that kept me through life, you know? Yeah. So um, I started thinking about, yes, I love missions. I always wanted to serve God, and, and I think I'm wasting my life, you know? And mm -hmm. I was, now that I sit back, I say, I was so young, and I, I thought it was the end of my life, you know? So, but at 18, I decided to, to give my life not just to follow God, but also to serve Him. So I went on, um, I decided to start the process to go on missions. So I, I signed up to be on, on, a, on a ship that is a book fair that travels around the world. And I think God used that to restore my life and also to teach me a lot of things, to trust Him, to trust Him even in the smallest things in my life. And so I was, um, traveling around the world i went to 35 different countries wow. for uh, two two years and eight months and and i was sharing the gospel there i was encouraging other christians around the world and um i was also sharing the gospel with kids and programs and different things and um then i i i always knew that i had to come back to my country to serve so I came back and for two years and a half, I was serving in the same organization, but here in my country, take mobilizing people to, to other parts of our own country. So I will take like groups of 30, uh, 15 to 30 people and go and do campaigns in, in different churches and, and uh, help other churches to share the gospel in their own neighborhoods encouraging people to get involved in missions. So after that, I also moved with my family, with my parents and my brother and my sister to the northern part to, to El Salvador. So we have been working there for a few years in a church and also sharing the gospel, bringing food to the needy and, 
and uh, we are in the mountains, so sometimes we go and reach to people that really don't have access to basic things. And, and uh, right now I'm serving at Christ for the City and also serving. Like, I think my heart is yeah. just for to, like, when, when, when I see need, I want to go and do something. And, and right now I'm uh, hosting some teams from uh, the U.S. When, or uh, when it, whatever they come from, and we show them our ministry, but also help them to experience what it is to serve here in El Salvador and also to see the need um, of all these people. And um, I'm also working on an island and I'm teaching English there and we are um, developing these kids that cannot read or write and some ladies to, to develop their own um, businesses. So. It's a lot of things that God has allowed me to do yeah. since I said, okay, I will serve you. And, and he has given me so many things through, through that decision I took that day when I was talking to my mom. So Yeah, yeah. that's really awesome. Uh, you said that you think, I don't know, I think my heart is just to serve. Uh, I think that that's absolutely the case, but I don't think that it's something unique to you. I think that that is uh, just when you pursue Jesus that's what you start to do and yeah. uh, it's really cool because i know you and i know that you pursue jesus and through that you automatically love the things he loves you love the people that he loves and that's evident by your life and by your actions and i think that that's what shows up in just a servant's heart uh, so even for anybody listening you want to know how to become a better servant will love the greatest servant of all uh, because when we love jesus that's when we become uh, better servants to his people uh, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, I would like to add to what you just said that um, yes, it wasn't until I studied completely the Bible that I fell really in love with God mm. because um, when I was on missions, I think it was the time that <clears throat> I realized that I had to get to know God, you know. Yeah. And that was a very good process because I uh, discovered that um, I needed to fall in love with Him, like. The only, and the only way to fall in love with him was to know who he was, exactly. you know, like in a relationship, yeah. you need to um, really get to know the other yeah. person. That's how I felt in that time and in, in my my time in missions that um, I was reading the Bible and I couldn't get enough of it. I felt mm -hmm. like I needed more and more and more. And that's how uh, you are so true that I, I needed to yeah. know God and then he changed me and, and made me what I am right now. Well, yeah. we, we often make a relationship with God so difficult and really it's it's the same thing as a relationship with people and I, mm -hmm. I even think back uh, to when I was dating my wife uh, we would stay up uh, late hours talking on the phone and I just couldn't get enough I wanted yeah. to know everything about her mm -hmm. we would ask each other so many questions and I just could not spend enough time with her because I loved her and mm -hmm. I, I I knew this and I was I wanted a relationship with her and the same is true with with Jesus if we, we always ask, well, how do I have a deeper relationship with Jesus? Well, it's easy. You, you spend time with <laughs> yes. him. You, uh, you get to know him. You ask him questions. You learn about him. You find out who he is. And uh, so that's really cool that you brought that up because I think that that's uh, truly at the heart of missions. In, in order to start in missions, you have to start with just falling in love with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what is... Uh, what is the state of the Salvadoran church right now? What it, What is going on? Are they Are they mission-minded? Are they working that way? Are they kind of uh, closed off? 
to missions? What, what, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. Yeah. Well, I want to start saying that I have known many churches around the world. So I can say that the uh, Salvadorian church is the same as every, everywhere else, yeah. you know. And it's very funny because sometimes we think that, oh, the U.S. is better because they are sending more missionaries. Oh, Germany is better yeah. because they are uh, in or other countries. But um, being there and experiencing the, the, the what's going on in those places, even I have a funny story before I talk about my country. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I was sharing on a German church mm-hmm. and I was saying, um, well, brothers, um, I encourage you to go into missions and we presented our ministry and everything. And then the pastor stood up and said, brothers and sisters, if a person from the third world can come and do missions, why don't we? And that was the first time I realized I came from the third world. <laughs> yeah. Before that, I it's didn't, just home. It, yeah. It, yeah, it never crossed my mind that we were a third world country. And uh, it was so funny. It really stuck to my mind that um, they are going through the same things. Yeah. And, 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 and we are doing missions so they can do it too. The yeah. U.S. can do it too. The whole world can do it. And actually, we have been learning this day, and uh, we knew it before too, that... that um, the, the missionary forces are not coming from the first wars anymore. That yeah. that the third world is mobilizing. Yeah. Like they are seeing the need. So I can say that <clears throat> El Salvador is um, or a spiritual situation is like everywhere in the world. You yeah. know, we have struggles. We uh, have people that say they are Christians but no, give bad examples, bad churches, bad doctrines. But we also have a very strong. Um, community that is um, loving and doing mm, missions like awesome. I can see so many organizations here in our country we have about the 48 percent of our country is Christian so um, from all that people we have um, uh, many people that are going in, into missions and also mobilizing and um, we have weekly we have operation mobilization we have um, some denominations that even have like a hundred missionaries on the field, mm. like my church, um, we have uh, around 125. But my church, I said like the family of churches, yeah, sure. yeah that uh, we have like 125 missionaries. 125 missionaries around the world. Yes. Wow, that's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. So in Africa and Spain, and um, the 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 church um, is really doing what it can, yeah. you know. Um, well, that's something that we, we've talked about the last couple of days in the, in the Storyline Seminar, and you mentioned it a second ago, that it's the same Bible for everybody. It's not mm-hmm. like you, if you're brought up in this country, you get a different Bible, yeah. and if you're brought up in this country, you don't have to do it. No, we all have the same yeah. mandate as Christians, and it's to, to go and serve. The question is not whether we are called, but the question is where we are called. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that is important that I've noticed uh, being in El Salvador, that you guys you guys really see the same thing, that, hey, just because I'm from El Salvador doesn't mean I'm a less Christian. No, I, <laughs> I can do the same thing, and yes. I should be doing the same thing. And that's what I've, I've really seen as, as you specifically have, have been mobilizing uh, your country and serving your country. So... Uh, sorry, I just wanted to throw that in yeah, there. Keep going. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, yeah, so I think we have uh, the 
awareness of missions in El Salvador is growing very much. We have, uh, I think, 121 years of having the the gospel here in our country, uh, so I think we are quite young, you yeah. know, in in all this thing. But uh, a lot of people is 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 having a passion and to share the gospel somewhere else and, mm -hmm. and, and also in our own country because I think sometimes because of the economical reasons the church is a stop of going yeah. you know like farther but I can see many churches um, moving inside our country or in different states of our country and even in the neighborhoods and, and so as I said before it's like the same um, condition like any church in yeah. the world you know yeah. we have people that want to go we also have churches that don't care yeah. about missions <laughs> yeah. like any exactly. anywhere yeah. else yeah but i i can see that this missionary mm. force is growing very much and the young people is getting excited about sharing the gospel mm, that's you know? awesome and um so yeah that's what I think how El Salvador is doing in, in, in missions. That's great. In, in so church. tell us a little bit about, uh, I mean, I know this is all just up in the air and who knows, but what, what would be your desire for uh, the next 10, 15 years in, in, in the mission field? In the mission field. Well, I would love, um, I was just uh, hearing the, the, the teachings of mm -hmm. Storyline and um, it touched my heart that for a country to be to be able to reach itself, like the the missionologists or uh, yeah. uh, the missionaries that, or um, it needs to have a two percent yeah. of Christianity. And it and it really touched my heart that we have the forty eight percent. Let's say that forty is for real, you know. Yeah. So we are more than capable to to reach our own country. So my dream will be that all these people that is really into church uh, will uh, help reach out to the others, mm. you know? And uh, we were giving the example that if one multiply themselves and another yeah. one, then by the end of next year, we will be done. Exactly, you know? exactly. It just seems so easy. <laughs> yeah, like uh, in theory, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like so cool, but I will, I will also love that for my country first yeah. of all but also what you were just saying that if you fall in love with god you will also fall in love with what what mm -hmm. he wants so these people if we can reach our country because it's not impossible i believe it's not impossible i've seen um stories about cities that they all committed themselves to the lord and the whole city became christians and they closed jails and they mm -hmm. didn't have people uh, doing um I don't know crimes and yeah. stuff like that so i believe it's possible for god like he is powerful he's almighty so um that's one dream that that people can can really reach our country and then they will start reaching other countries yeah. or at the same time yeah. you know yeah. and and i can see that that our country is um, it's going to be sending more missionaries, more missionaries locally and, and overseas too. That's really awesome. So, um, and, and something funny that came up in these teachings uh, these few days was also that the Bible verse that we say is, uh, pray for the Lord because the, the harvest is, is plentiful and yeah. the workers are few. And then what pastor said, 
we should change that verse, not that the workers, I feel that the workers are lazy because we have workers that can yeah. go, yeah. but are being lazy mm, in what they point. have to do. So, so maybe touching that also, I would like for the church not to be lazy, you know, yeah. and not to get comfortable and just sit around and yeah, I have my free pass for eternity or yeah. something like that, but get concerned about their family, about mm-hmm. um, people at work, people at a, a school or whatever, or whatever they are. So yeah. that our own people will get really encouraged to share the gospel, whatever they are. Like they, can, they don't have to go to Africa or yeah. something, but we can start doing something here in our country so they won't be lazy. And me, myself, like sometimes being in the missionary field, you can become lazy too. Oh, yeah. You can be like, oh, I'm doing already something exactly. and and it's everything is okay, but not get comfortable with that because we really want the Lord to come and it's not gonna come until everybody <laughs> has heard yeah. of him. So yeah. uh, Well tell us tell us a few things, maybe one or two things that have stuck out to you in the storyline seminar this week. Oh my goodness, so many things. <laughs> yeah. Um I think we know God is a missionary God, but I always love how he involves Gentiles in mm. his work. Like even in places we don't think about yeah. that, like, um, um, or even from Abraham or even in Genesis um, 3.15, I think that where it says that even the um, bless, you know, yeah. like a new generation of blessing yeah. or Abraham will be blessing for all. Yeah. It's including all the Gentiles and yeah. and and that's so powerful to me because we are Gentiles, yeah. you know. We are not Israelites. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are not Israelites. Yeah. Like none of us wouldn't deserve to have the gospel yeah. if it wasn't because God included us yeah. since the very beginning. The very yeah. beginning, yeah. Well, God's promise to Abraham, Ex- Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I will. You will be a blessing to all the all nations. The yeah. Nations, it's yeah. right there and, at the very beginning. And even in uh, Rahab, that he was like the grandma, grandma, grandma of, yeah. of David. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was David. So if God didn't put all these people, we wouldn't have the the opportunity to have eternal life. You know, yeah. to have a relationship with Him. So to be reminded of that once again is it was very powerful, yeah. and, and to see that God's plan is for everyone. Yeah. And one day, um, I have this idea in my mind that um, one day we all, from every nation, every tongue, everywhere, we're gonna be um, worship Him. Yeah. We will be worshiping, and we will kneel before Him. All together and 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 I can say like um, it's a dream you know mm-hmm. that to, to be with him and all Gentiles Israelites or whatever they come from we will be before the yeah. Lord one day well it really just shows you that uh, God is is pursuing each of us and trying to redeem us actively and that every day God wants a relationship with us that's just that's really cool and it's and it's evident in your life, which is really exciting. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna end off there. Uh, so Karen, I really just want to thank you for your time and just for your heart uh, to serve God and love God 
and to serve your country and even other countries because uh, I know my country has been here and you you bless us and you teach us and you serve us and we're so grateful for that so any last any last thoughts or words well I really want to thank Storyline for what mm. you're doing really it's been a blessing to see what you guys are doing and how you are um, encouraging people to go out is something we know like um, me being a mission for a long time it was something that I already knew but you bring it in such a fresh way that I really want to encourage you and a storyline or everybody that is listening to to really re um, rethink about missions and really um, renew this passion that mm. we all have in our hearts you know yeah to share the word of god and i really thank you for what you're doing and, and uh even if people in church is gonna hear this to to really encourage them to fall in love with god once yeah. and once again because we we will never know him completely as we will never know our friends completely he's showing us a new side of himself every single time yeah so um, fall in love with him and just do whatever uh, whatever he wants us to do and what, go wherever he wants yeah. us to go and yeah so thank you for this opportunity yeah. to, sh to share well thank yeah. you Karen and thank you for all that you do well in this episode you heard Karen talk about the storyline seminar and how encouraging it was for her to get a fresh perspective on missions and God's heart for the nations if you want to tap into what she's learning, you can easily get the Storyline study from our Storyline website at www.storylinemissions.org or go to Amazon to search for Storyline, Discovering Your Story in God's Global Mission. Uh, you'll be able to find that on Amazon or find that study on our website. And uh, you should be encouraged and really challenged uh, to find your specific role in God's mission. Uh, you might be surprised at some of the ways God will reveal new insights and opportunities for you to serve. Well, until next time, thanks for being with us on today's podcast.